0: This episode is brought to you by the expanding line of Honda Talon Sport side-by-sides. Available in two and four seat models, the Talons have the power, performance, and reliability to keep the fun going all weekend long. And new for 2021, all Talon models have your choice of suspension. There's the quick adjust Fox QS3 podium shocks, and then there's the Fox live valve semi-active suspension the most advanced system in the dirt. Developed in partnership between Honda, Bosch and Fox, the live valve system delivers a plush comfortable ride at low speeds and high performance suspension characteristics at higher speeds. Here's how it works. Onboard computer sensors measure everything going on with the vehicle. We're talking inertia, throttle, engine and vehicle speed, gear selection, steering angle and braking pressure. The system takes all of these inputs and adjusts each shock in real time, helping the driver maintain optimum control while keeping the cabin comfortable and stable. For example, say the Talon rails a corner, the live valve system firms up the outside shocks and softens the inner side to help keep the side-by-side level in the corner. It does a similar automatic flattening of the vehicle on rapid starts and under hard braking. Even when the Talon gets the wheels off the ground, live valve prepares the suspension for a soft landing by firming compression dampening before the tires touch down. All Talon models are also equipped with Honda's revolutionary dual clutch transmission. That's right, no more broken belts. The automatic DCT is directly geared to the Talon drivetrain and allows rapid, solid shifts, whether in automatic mode or in manual via the steering wheel mounted paddle shifters. Add in launch mode, I four wheel drive, and a triple nine CC liquid cooled parallel twin engine, and you have the most advanced four wheel UTV on the market. In the Honda Talon, life is better side by side. Hey guys, welcome to episode six of the Motorcyclist podcast. With me today is some bozo. No, he's not a bozo. (laughs) but he could be a professional heckler if, if he needed to get this job. <laughs> we have with us 2003 Formula. Wrong. Oh God, wait <laughs> here. 07. No, eight. I'm
1: not that
0: old dog. 2008, 2008 <laughs> AMA Formula Extreme champion an all around awesome guy and ass hauler, Jake Zemke. Ass hauler. Like ass hauler, like when you're like riding the machines, you haul ass.
1: Oh, oh, oh. Haul oh, asser.
0: I got you. I ass her.
1: I was a little confused.
0: Yeah, I know you got a dirty <laughs> mind, buddy.
1: No, no, I was like, I was like, my mind was on baggers from the race this weekend. Like I was like,
0: haul ass, bass, bagger. I don't know. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> right now we're here up in Monterey, California at WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca. Today we spent all day on Ducati motorcycles during a Ducati Revs track day, but this weekend was the season finale of Moto America here.
1: It was
0: exciting, kind of. Well, there was a lot of exciting
1: things going on. If you're into superbike racing, big announcements, big things happening, big movements, but at the same time, the races kind of went the same way most of them did this year. Beaubier checking out and he's really checking out. He really is
0: checking out, and that's your boy, man. You've been working uh, with Cameron Beaubier, right? Yeah, that's my guy. He's, uh,
1: man, it started, uh, when I quit racing, 2014, end of 14 was my last year of racing. I went to work for a company called Wasserman. Uh, they were my management company through a large majority of my career since, 2000, since two thousand and three, that was a good year, right? <laughs> so, I've been with them since then. So now it's going on seventeen years with them, the company, and um, they created a position for me to start managing athletes here in the U.S. road racing, since I know the paddock so well. So my first sign-on was Cameron Bobier. As a kid, I watched him, you know, as he was coming up, and it, it, he had unbelievable talent, and um, you know, beyond that. As I know now, he's an unbelievable person as well. And uh, just a great dude and uh, amazing, amazing, amazing guy. And it's been great working with him for the last five years, six years, going on six years, I guess, six six seasons together, five superbike championships. The dude's phenomenal. He's got five of them.
0: Five of them in six years, dude. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the big news from Cameron is, of course, that he is leaving the uh, domestic racing uh, series and going to join the w- World Championship with hopes of getting into the Grand Prix.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's going over to Moto 2 with American Racing, and you know the deal came together pretty quickly. Uh, my counterpart slash boss slash he used to be my manager, Bob Moore. Mm-hmm. He spends a lot of time in the GP paddock. We've got we've already got riders over there that uh, he takes care of and looks after. So he's real active in that paddock, and and um, you know this opportunity came along and. We'd actually been working on it for a little while. I can't believe that it all kind of came together and man, it, it was kind of seamless. Like all the pieces just fell into place and it, and it actually was really easy to get, the, get, to get everything done that we needed to get done, to get, him, to get him on that team, to get him out of his contract at Yamaha. Like Yamaha was amazing. Um, you know, Cam's got this opportunity to go He was in the middle of a contract and they were so gracious to let him let him leave and and, uh, allow him to go and chase his dreams and and pursue kind of what he started when he was a kid you know he started over there in that yeah with the
0: red bull rookies cup
1: yeah when he was 14 man Mm -hmm. a kid him and jd beach and uh chris turner i believe were the three kids from america that went over there for the red bull rookies like Mm -hmm. like right in the beginning there and i I don't know the stats but i'm pretty sure cam won a race or two and Mm -hmm. uh yeah, it got him a slot to go to Red Bull Academy, which was in the, the uh, CEV in, in Spain the next year. And it was a grooming ground. Fast forward that one more year, 16 years old, 125 Grand Prix, teammate, some guy named Mark Marquez. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Yes. who's that guy? I don't know, man, but... Uh,
0: he's on it, the couch right now anyways, who cares yeah, about that guy? He's all couched <laughs> out. No,
1: you know, it, it's funny because when you look back on things, it's so easy to look back and go what if what if what if people love to do that right mm-hmm. but if you look back at cambobie at 16 years old a kid the ktm wasn't competitive yet right and 125 they went on later on to win win the championship but at that point it wasn't a very good bike his spec of bike was a little bit lower than marquez's but not by much it was still you know they were still close but nobody knew who mark marquez was he was just this dude's teammate, right? And he's outpacing him week in and week out, and nobody knew that the guy was an actual alien, you know? Totally. And it, it makes you wonder, what if? What if Mark Marquez wasn't his teammate back then? Would he have had a ride the following season still in 125 GPC and a non-alien ride ride a motorcycle, right? Yeah. As your teammate. So, there's a lot of what ifs, but at the same time, man, that, that was a hard grind. I mean, he was a kid all by himself, just wandering around, he'd land at airports, and, people from the paddock would see him standing in the airport and go, hey kid, do you need a ride to the track? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't even imagine how crazy that must have been for him um, in those days. But man, it's just like anything in life, you know, there's something that you were chasing after and uh, then it's gone away. And now he's got a chance to go back and uh, make good on that again. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah,
0: and a lot of respect for him. to go out and do that. Like obviously, you know, like let's be honest, he is eating everyone's lunch in America and it's probably pretty easy for him to do this. You remember back in the day when Matt Malladdin was whooping on everyone and they're like, Matt Malladin, go to World Superbike, or go here. He's what, like, why no, I had that dickup old
1: scarf. <laughs> Come
0: on. Like what? You say I'm a loser? <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool that he's stepping outside of his comfort zone and trying to do something a little different, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. He's ready for a new challenge, you know, this year he elevated his game, you know. It was just a combination of things, I think, you know. Um, he always had a great team with the the Monster Yamaha guys and, you know, there was a transition there and, and the team changed quite a bit this year going to attack performance, uh-huh. still with Yamaha's support as well. Um, it, it was just different, like, part of his team came over, part of it changed, his old crew chief, Rick Hobbs, retired, you know, he's got a new Crew chief richard stamboli who's you know the owner of attack performance and and you know was racing some privateer efforts previously with jd beach and josh heron before that and and i mean yeah richard's been in the paddock forever that you know that scar you dug me in 2003 that <laughs> formerly extreme actually it was 2002 formerly extreme championship uh, jason pridmore and myself tied but richard stamboli was his crew chief and that was his team was his attack performance mm. so you know, Richard's been in the paddock for a long time and uh, very well respected. And the, the guy's the guy's a genius, you know, he's super smart. He builds a lot of the parts on the motorcycle himself, as well as crew chiefs it, as well as does electronics. Like he's, he's a one man band, man. He's doing all kinds of work. And uh, But, you know, get, getting back to kind of like Cam and this season, man, it, it's just, it was like the perfect recipe, you know, like everything just came together and it just worked. And, uh, you know, from, even from testing this winter, Cam had a new fire lit under his butt. I think just that little bit of change, not that it was a lot, but it was just a little bit and it was enough to, he, he was fired up coming into the season. He was ready to just dominate, you know, and
0: that's and what he did. Awesome, man. Now this weekend also marked the first race of the Baggers, Baggers, the Bagger series, King of the Baggers. Yeah, where they're taking these literally bagger-style V-twin cruisers and racing them uh, here at the road racing circuit. And there was some humor in it. I don't know; everyone's got a different take. It's funny because we were talking about how, you know, on Instagram and on social media, people are like, "That is awesome! That is the coolest thing in the world!" All the digital fans are very pumped but then when guys like you and me look at it we're like what the hell is going on man you know you know
1: it's it's different it's different <laughs> for sure but when you start looking at some of those bike builds dude there was a lot of time money effort like some of those bikes were really really legit like they were re- <laughs> they were pretty serious and all you got to do is look at the lap times uh, uh, tyler o'hare who won the race on an indian he, he did a, 130, a low 136 around here at Laguna Seca Raceway. I mean, that is no joke on a, on a bike that started out as 800 pounds. Now I know they probably cut a couple hundred pounds off those things, but because when you looked at them, they were carbon fiber this and like custom this and super bike forks and like, it was crazy. Some of
0: the stuff you were seeing. For reference, a 136 lap time here, what does uh, 600cc sport bike, like 129,
1: right? Uh, no, the 600s in the race, I think, were 27s. Okay, okay, okay. A- at the front? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, 10 seconds off a, a 600 sport bike with a, what was an 800 pound touring bike with bags on it. Yeah, yeah. Like one yeah, dude yeah. even still had the stereo in his bike. Jeez. Like he was just jamming
0: out. Yeah, and our poor buddy Frankie Garcia, he did the loop out Larry thing, <laughs> which was, didn't, help the comedy of the baggers racing at all. Thank God oh, I think okay. it I think it
1: did help the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. What's better than old Loop Out Larry? <laughs> no, it's funny, man. Frankie's, Frank, you know Frankie very well for many years, as do I, and uh, man, he, he's hilarious. He was riding the Rolling Sands Indian, and. He went to do a practice start or something. I don't know exactly what he did, but he looped the thing out like on the end of Hot Pit Road where everybody oh my saw God. it yeah. in uh, in practice, right on uh, on Friday. So, but man, loop out, Larry. You know what he did? He turned his weekend around and turned into whole, whole shot, shot Harry. Harry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had a redemption. You know, make he sure he did. He make, got to the front.
0: Guys, go on Instagram, go to the Moto America Instagram page, and they have actual. Glory, but you can still see that what happened. <laughs> what? What? Kudos to Frankie for redeeming himself. Dude,
1: I mean, you got. An, I mean, I keep saying eight hundred pounds because that's where they start. But let's let's just say that thing six hundred and fifty pounds.
0: Oh, it's still gonna be extremely. Six hundred and
1: fifty yeah. pound motorcycle, yeah. which is like two super bikes, mm. flipping over, <laughs> and smashing you. Yeah. Luckily, Frankie took it like a champ. Totally,
0: totally. <laughs> He's used to laying on, landing on his head, so for him it was
1: okay. <laughs> he landed on his butt instead? Yeah, 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 his other head. Yeah, yeah right? Is, yeah, is where his real brain power is. Just joking, just joking. Come We're on, we love Frankie. <laughs> Frankie's Frankie's cool, man. We'll He's fa- a cool cat.
0: We'll fast forward, so it was a good week in a racing, and then here we are on Monday with Ducati North America at its fifth and final revs. Ducati track day event.
1: Not fifth and final. We got one more coming oh, up in Miami in December.
0: Oh no way! Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. There's one it's more. The first, Sick. first week of December in at Miami. Homestead. I think,
1: yeah, at Homestead. Normally we do it uh, leading into the CCS race. So I, whatever. If it was Thursdays. No, I think normally we do it on a Friday and then they race Saturday, Sunday. This year we're doing it on Monday, right after the CCS event. So Perfect. it's going to be cool. Yeah. I mean, we've been. I've been down to Miami. I think this will be my third year in a row going down there with mm-hmm. Revs and. Uh, yeah man it's great if you're if you're like riding sport bikes and you're getting cold i I mean i've seen (laughs) snow up in the midwest and and, uh you know (laughs) one of the one of the crew guys with the uh with the uh, attack performance Monster Yamaha team. He uh, lives in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, he's a yeah, oh, yeah. he's Newper. Glenn, you know, Jake Gagne's crew chief, and Glenn's telling me, he's like, oh, yeah, we got snow on the ground. I'm like, oh, man. You know, so if you're frozen and cold and you want to come down to Cotty Revs, Miami, December
0: 6th. Hop on the I-95 and go right down there. For <laughs> Just all head the, south. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, what today, you know, we all got a chance to ride the ducati sport bikes and god like i forgot like laguna seca is a it's a special place man
1: it was unbelievable special this today because we had a no sound day no sound day that never happens never never just for the races so for those of you who who haven't been to laguna seca or done a track day here they have some sound restrictions at at most of their events you the races are unlimited sound and then there might be a, a test available here and there, you know, a couple extra days throughout the year, but normally you can't get those days. Like they're, they're not, not even if you wanted to purchase that day, could you rent the track with no sound? And um, you know, between Ducati and our good friend, Wayne Rainey over at Moto America pulled some strings and we had a no sound day here, which means normally there's a sound booth between turns five and six and, and uh, you have to, you have to kind of cut the flow of the track. It, it's like you have to, almost stop and idle through this sound zone and
0: then, and then you know, resume your laps. And man, today, it was on. Real quick, why do they have the sound uh, restriction here in Monterey, California?
1: Real quick. Ah, real quick, ah, you know, it depends on who you talk to, but basically this track's been here since, what, 70s? Maybe 60s, 50s, 50s? I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's been here forever. Long time. And it used to be out in the middle of nowhere then houses started popping up in the middle of nowhere. And these are big, expensive houses. Yes. And somebody doesn't like hearing uh, motorbikes or cars go around a racetrack, I guess, in the background. But, you know, honestly, the airport's right next to here and it's probably louder than the motorcycles are. So I don't know, whatever. It, it, it is what it is. And uh, it's just what we have to deal with at this racetrack. But luckily, it, it will take that for the ability to go ride this track, because
0: it is amazing. A reminder that this episode of the Motorcyclist podcast is brought to you by the 2021 Honda Talon line of sport side-by-sides. The 2021 Honda Talons have class-leading performance, suspension, and chassis technology. And they also feature Honda's innovative automatic dual-clutch transmission. Over the years, I've spent a lot of time with Honda's DCT, whether it's with the VFR 1200 F motorcycle or the Honda Talon, the DCT really is a game-changer, especially in the sport side-by-side segment. No more broken belts, the DCT is directly geared to the Talon drivetrain. It allows rapid solid upshifts and rev-matching downshifts whether in automatic mode or in manual via the steering wheel mounted paddle shifters. With two and four seat models, the Honda Talon's help create amazing adventures for the whole family. See what Talon is best for your family at talon.honda.com. You know, it, it's crazy, but some of these, you know, especially the, the Ducati Panigales, even with OE stock exhaust, they are still too loud. Yeah, you know,
1: it, it'll, it'll break that, the normal sound barrier, whatever it is. Uh, not a sound barrier, but the sound limit. Decibel li- yes. limit. I think it's Decible 102, limit. I think, uh, I, think or I think it's like 90 or 93 or okay, something. Okay, it's okay. really low. It's okay. really low on a regular track day here, um, on, a, on a regular track rental. So, but yeah, it's it's actually not the exhaust pipe that pops the sound is the intake. Oh. It's the intake noise. Cause I know other motorcycles that do it as well. Like a Yamaha R6 is one that uh, even with a stock exhaust, you'll pop, you'll pop that sound every time. R1 as well? R1, yeah. A lot of them now, like yeah. they, they make, they make so much noise from the intake, especially with these big, huge air intakes in the front mm-hmm. of the bikes now. Mm-hmm. you got this huge funnel, and I don't know what it is about that, the way that sound resonates in or out or whatever, but that's actually what I believe makes the, the, the um, decibel meter go too
0: high. It's not the actual exhaust. Interesting. So basically, we didn't have to back up the throttle. we go as fast as we wanted up turns three and four. Throttle panned wide Five, open. Five six. Five six. Sorry. Five, Five six. six. Everything I'm saying today is just wrong. <laughs> hey, you know what?
1: It's a long day, a long weekend. If you could see Heed's hair right now, yeah, it's, it's out gray. of control. It's looking it's gray, good. It's
0: frizzy. You know, <laughs> my mullet's flapping in the wind. But what? Talk about what? What bikes did you ride today?
1: Ah, uh, let's see. Today I only rode two. No, I rode three. Three Ducatis today. I rode. Uh, most of the day on a on a actually i rode four different bikes i rode a 19 ducati v4s i rode mm-hmm. a 2020 v4s i also got to ride the 2020 v4r mm-hmm. and to top it all off to make all of your listeners jealous <laughs> i got to rip up quite a handful of laps on the uh superleggera
0: the 2021 superleggera well over hundred thousand dollars for that bike yeah, I mean, I,
1: yeah, I know it's a six-figure bike. I don't know, I don't know what, it, what, what the final price is, but I, know, I think it's like a hundred grand, right? Plus tax, license, yeah, 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 yeah. fees, this, that, I don't know. It's what. a
0: super exclusive machine. It is unbelievable. And what do you think? I mean, you've been riding the Panigale V4 for you know, a couple since of years they brought now, them out. since they yep. brought them out in yep. 2018 model year. You know, you've ridden a lot of bikes over the years, a lot of high performance, you know, bespoke machines that people can't even buy if they have the money what do you think of the production panegale v4
1: the production v4 i can tell you right now that that bike is a rocket ship mm. the not only is it a rocket ship but it's actually really easy to ride it's got a reverse rotating crank i think it's still the
0: only bike manufactured that has that And Viagusta has has it in their f 3800 okay that bike okay has it too. and that thing handles dreamy as well <laughs>
1: It, it it's technology that comes from MotoGP. every MotoGP gp bike has a reverse rotating crank for a reason mm-hmm. it makes those those for those of you that understand physics probably not me and i <laughs> shouldn't be teaching this lesson but probably better me than you <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely dude not today i can when, barely spell my name
1: when when, when you've got a crankshaft down there spinning at you know the, these motors spin up. The, the standard V4, I believe, Redline's 14.5, maybe, something crazy. like that. Out of so a V4. 14,500 revolutions per minute, it creates a lot of gyroscopic effect. And so with that thing going forward, it, it makes the bikes, at, when it's revving at a high RPM, hard to tip into the corner. So if you're going in there and the bike's at a high RPM, it makes it harder to tip. There's an opposing force as you try to tip the bike into the corner, the bike's actually trying to stand up and just stay upright. Mm -hmm. With a reverse rotating crank, it takes that away. So the bike tips in super easy, like, and super light. Like, if you've got, your listeners have ridden like a 600 sport bike and a 1000 sport bike, you can always feel, it it feels heavier. Everyone describes it as feeling heavier trying to turn in the bike, it's more effort, right? Mm nah man these things turn in easier than 600s they're awesome totally and then the electronics package on top of it electronics on these bikes stock now when i first got on it in 18 i'm like are you kidding me like this is better than like like super bikes i just rode like not even four or five years ago like race super bikes like on a race team proper super bikes like i'm talking really really high level stuff and this thing like the stock electronics man they work so good so flawlessly. They have so much control.
0: So much adjustability
1: yeah, tunability. Yeah, absolutely, they're, they're a dream to ride, man.
0: Mm. And what'd you think of the Super Superleggera? Having been able to...
1: Man, you know, you, you get off a, a standard or an S model, an S model's kind of like, like my, my, my normal track bike, mm-hmm. and you get off that and you jump on a V4R, and you're like, oh, man, this thing all of a sudden, it's got a hundred less cc's, so it's 1,000 instead of 1,100, and it revs even higher. It revs even higher, like 16,500 yes. RPMs. It's dude. like that's a two-stroke. Like, it's unreal, man. And you, you hear the exhaust note on these things when they're running, and you're like, is that a MotoGP bike? Yeah. Like, it literally sounds like crazy. a MotoGP these bike. These things are ripping. And then, like, I ride that, I'm like, ooh, this feels even better. Like, it's got a little bit more race-inspired suspension, a little bit stiffer. Um, you know, it's it, it, it was it's the bike that's homologated for racing Mm -hmm. so that's that's the base where they start for you know the Ducati World Superbikes you know if you're following Moto America it's Kyle Wyman's the base for his Superbike it's the base for Lorenzo Zanetti's Superbike like man and that thing is good I'm Mm -hmm. telling you it is good and then you jump on that Superleggera and you are like it's just a whole nother level it's a whole not- if, if if you have a V4 or a V4 R, just, it just keeps getting better and better. That bike rips. Mm. I mean, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like as easy as I'm trying to describe how a regular V4 tips in, now all of a sudden you take a bunch of weight off the thing Carbon fiber frame, carbon fiber wheels, carbon fiber subframe, carbon fiber swing arm, carbon fiber this, carbon fiber that, carbon, <laughs> carbon, carb, 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 carbon, 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 carbon. the
0: key carbon fiber? It's all carbon fiber. <laughs> uh,
1: dude, the thing is so light. It just, it turns in so effortlessly and so precise and so sharp. The handling's so sharp and man, it's got these huge wings inspired from the GP16 mm-hmm. bike. When, when there wasn't regulations in MotoGP on how the wings could be, so they were just huge and all over the place, yeah. that's what this thing has. And let me tell you, it's no gimmick, they work. Here at Laguna Seca Raceway, going up the back straightaway, going up to the corkscrew, big old gnarly hill. It's mm-hmm. uphill, fourth gear, pinned on a 1000. And even with the V4R, if I, I Normally when I run around the track, I'm in like wheelie control one mm-hmm. traction control <laughs> one I put everything on the lowest levels because for me like that's the closest I can get to a race bike now that I'm old and retired mm-hmm. And on that thing it's like okay I'll put it on wheelie control three Right because the electronics in that are a little more suited for the track. They really are not so much the street guy mm-hmm. so you know I can I can pull it back a little bit so on level three elect- wheelie control going up that hill the R wants to lift the front wheel in there. You feel it come off the ground. You feel the electronics pull it back down. Mm-hmm. Get on the Super Legera, which starts as a V4R before they start stripping it down and pulling all this weight off of it and doing all this crazy
0: stuff. Adding carbon fiber keys. Carbon <laughs> fiber everything.
1: <laughs> and then, man, you get on the gas. I've got this one on wheelie control, too. So less wheelie control, mm-hmm. right? So that means it should come up even higher. The wheel doesn't even come off the ground man mm-hmm. like wide open fourth gear up that hill and the thing is so stable it just tracks straight up the hill the wheel won't come off the ground it those wings work man they create that down force they force the front end of the motorcycle down and and everybody that has an extra hundred grand laying around go out and get you one mm. they're limited edition they always sell out and if it's not sold out already it's going to
0: to be fair i did see a ducati guy with a standard panigale v4 s and he actually bought a v4 r fairing and he put that on his bike and now he has wings and then he actually painted the carbon fiber winglets the same color as his bike so now did he he
1: get super Legera winglets or r winglets r winglets r winglets. interesting well the r winglets Mm -hmm. well the 2020 model standard and mm-hmm. S have the winglets like the R. True. But they're not carbon fiber
0: like the R. Yep. Yep. There's got to be some cost savings here. So I think the 2020 Panigale V4S is right at $28,000. So if you had to add carbon fiber, it would probably be 29 dollars
1: so. <laughs> Man, that's some cheap carbon fiber. Where do you get that? <laughs> Where do you get that? Where do you get your carbon fiber, man?
0: Talk a little bit about, obviously, you know, a lot of the people here riding, a lot of them have track experience. They own a couple of Panagales. They've had Ducati sport bikes for a long time, but then there's other guys who ha- don't have a lot of track experience. You were coaching people, helping people, helping them with body position. You know, there's a lot of ins and outs to riding these these dang things at the circuit, man.
1: Sure, and, and not only just at the circuit, but it makes them better riders in general. A lot of, a lot of things transfer over to street riding as well. and. You know, it's really about making these guys a little bit better on the track, a lot safer, Mm -hmm. right? And so that they're enjoying their experience more, they're learning more, they're progressing more, and hopefully falling off a lot less. And, uh, you know, we like to keep them nice, shiny red Ducatis, shiny and red.
0: Yeah, you don't want to be replacing body work on these (laughs) bikes, guys. You do not want to have that problem.
1: No, man, and for sure, like we... there was a bunch of celebrity coaches here today. Mm. We had a bunch of a m a current past champions um, and just a whole group of good guys and there was such a wealth of knowledge that was available to the folks that you know partook in the day and you know there was another special treat I don't know if you saw it lunchtime. did Treats? you see it?
0: yeah I, I don't miss any did meals you, you saw my belly dude. <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> Not that
1: kind of treat. <laughs> I'm talking about the kind of treat of seeing a MotoGP bike go around the racetrack. Oh yeah, dude.
0: On cammy a non-Moto,
1: Camming Co. Camming Co. Yeah. Co with, uh, what was that, 2000? 2011. 2011. Yep. GP 11. GP11.
0: GP11. 800.
1: cc Valentino Rossi's race bike. Yes. Running some demonstration laps, man. What a what a treat that was.
0: Our good friend cammy Co is, he's been racing cars and motorcycles for a long time, I think he's in his late 50s now and he's been doing it since he was a kid. And you know, Cam, he's a very successful businessman here in California and he has quite the stable of machines. And one of those machines is VR, the VR46 GP11 Ducati, you know, yeah. which he started and actually rode for a couple laps today. Yeah,
1: so cool, man. So cool to, to see that thing in person and hear it run. And uh, you know, I,
0: I that's a treat. It it's is, just man. A treat. And just looking at that bike and just, you know, fast forward nine years, like these sport bikes today, God, they've come a, they've come a long way very fast.
1: Yeah, they have. They sure have, you know, and, and a lot of it's trickle down technology, right? Like that's where they learn about these things. That's where, like we talked about the uh, reverse rotating crankshaft and the, the V4R, it comes straight from MotoGP, man. Mm. And, and it's so cool to see that uh, the manufacturers are putting back into these motorcycles what they're
0: learning at the top level. Absolutely, absolutely. Jake, we're running out of time for this episode. How could folks learn more about your expert sport bike coaching and training? <laughs> or, would, or your coaching and sport bike training? It's make so, it go slower.
1: It's, <laughs> it's so private. It's a secret. It's a secret. You have to know somebody to know somebody to know somebody. No, I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> I don't actually advertise. Okay. I don't advertise. Like I've, I've, I'm, I'm a busy dude. Mm-hmm. I love doing it, but I only have so many free days in my schedule. Um,
0: I'm trying to plug you here. Buddy. I know, I know for you're for trying to plug sakes. me,
1: and I'm trying to like shy away from <laughs> it. Like I don't want any help. I don't want any more work. <laughs> no, it, it's cool, man. The, most guys these days, because uh, I don't advertise, I just say go to my Instagram. Yep. Jake Jeski. Just Jake Zemke. <laughs> not just Jake Zemke, it's Jake Zemke.
0: It's not Jake Zemke official, 98 or anything like no, that? No, no, Underscore? No, the <laughs> underscore, hashtag, slash, forward The slash real Jake backward Zemke. Backward slash,
1: <laughs> yeah. The real, real Jake <laughs> Zemke. No, it's it. Jake Zemke, at Jake Zemke. And just send me a message on there. You know, you can find me on Facebook. I don't check that nearly as often. I don't have notifications set up on my phone for that stuff. So it might take, might take you, me a few days to get back to you. Um, but yeah, you, you can reach out there. I'm all over California coaching at, and people do fly me out to wherever they live to coach them there too. And uh, you know, I coach, I've coached Cam for the last five years, coach other riders in the paddock as well. Um, but I'm not a guy who wants to toot my own horn. So, and it's really not. I mean, I don't, I don't create their success.
0: Like I just kind of try to help them figure some stuff out. And that's really all it is. Dude, everyone needs help. Everyone needs a mentor. Everyone, no matter who you are, can always get better. So for all you guys out at home, don't be afraid to seek out coaching and let's all become better riders so we can have more fun and stay safe.
1: Absolutely. And there's coaching available all over the country. Um, You know, if you go to uh, USM, wait, no, is it coaching.org now? Motorcyclecoaching.org or is it- I forget the URL. USMC, I don't know. United States Motorcycle Coaching Association, whatever those
0: acronym makes out of that, if, USMCA. If USMCA, USMCA, Road racing, <laughs> world, world's Chris Ulrich was here right now. He would be able to give his oh, spiel. he he would yeah, yeah, he'd yeah preach I'd, right now. I'd, I'd probably get fired right now because
1: <laughs> I'm 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 just hacking this up so bad. But there are coaches available all over the country. A lot of track day organizations have um, you know staff that will help you if you've never been to a track day. They, they're always more than welcoming, especially the new guys, they, they wanna help them out because they wanna keep them involved. If you've never been to a track day, man, I suggest you get out there and do it. Like even if you have a bagger, like everyone's welcome, man. And, and it's only gonna make you a better rider on the street. Like it, it's a controlled environment. There's no, you know, you know mini dams pulling yeah, out in front of you, deer, this, that, gravel, rocks, oil. If there is, then there's a flag to warn you that there's something on the track that shouldn't be there. Yep. So it lets you just concentrate on your riding and becoming a better rider. Yep. So I'd say, man, if you, if you ride on the street, never been to a track day, go seek one out, find it. There's a, there's a, uh, a track day directory mm. Road Racing World puts out every year, right? Mm. And it tells you where the track days are and, and how to get involved. And there's usually little tech articles in there too that totally. kind of tell you what you need to show up at the track. So, uh, you know, go, Go online find that roadracingworld.com track day directory. Uh, you know,
0: we also have some good you know track day guides here at motorcyclistonline.com. Oh gosh, so, I'm plugging
1: the competitors, but yeah, so before well, I you go over to those
0: guys, check out our yeah. See, domain. I didn't know you. I didn't know you had. This we got stuff. everything, man. man. I don't know this stuff. Yeah, we got everything.
1: I just ride motorcycles. I don't know how to read. I know, man. I
0: know. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I kind of know how to read. And while I'm plugging our company, make sure to check us out on YouTube at Motorcyclist Mag on YouTube. And you can see Adam's awesome hair. Oh, it's, worth
1: the, it's worth the views, guys, yeah. it's worth it.
0: Yeah, thumb. make sure to thumbs down the video and leave some, some more comments about how <laughs> terrible my hair is. I've only heard that a million times. Your hair is awesome, <laughs> dude, I love it. Thanks. I love it. It's your signature. Thanks, man. Well, thank you for joining us today. It was an honor to ride Panigales with you here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. And I hope to see you again, my friend. Always, man. See you down the road on a Ducati. Thanks again to Honda and the line of 2021 Honda Talon 2 and 4 seat Sport UTVs. One ride in a Honda Talon and you'll see how life is better side by side. Learn more at talon.honda.com.